God is a good God. God is a good God. I tell you, I feel like something, something good is going to happen. I really do feel that. I feel that so happy. Something good. I believe that you and I are on a fast collision course with the things that we've been praying for on this level. And it's about to make itself manifested to us. If you believe that, say, I receive that in Jesus' name. As I was dealing, as I was um, preparing for this week, this week has been very interesting. I'm so glad to get into the house of the Lord. When the Bible says, I'm so glad when they said unto us, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm so glad to get here. There's a lot going on in this week, especially in my business. There's a lot going on. But God used my business this week to teach me a lesson. A valuable one. Very interesting to note. We've been talking so heavily, uh, so extensively about wisdom we've been talking so heavy about wisdom and i've been i I, i've been feeling like god has has put this uh uh, mandated me to speak about this as the year closed because the reason being is if you hear what the spirit is saying to us what happens in 2019 will not be a surprise to you if you are hearing what god is speaking to us as a whole You will not miss what God will have for you in 2019. You'll be prepared. What is wisdom, ladies and gentlemen? Wisdom is the ability to understand and to discern what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And so I've been talking a lot about wisdom, and I feel as though that our church is is on a mandate to understand and get understanding. Because God wants to accomplish something through us he wants to accomplish something through us that you and i need the wisdom on how to do it when to do it that's what you and i need i am i I am so i am so wrapped around that god wants to do something so great in your life that if you will just oh my god if you would just put yourself in the position to hear from him And if you would put yourself in the position before the year closes to hear exactly what it is that God would put your hands to do and what he wants to accomplish through you, it will take your life from where you were here and elevate you to another level. And so this message tonight is not what I even originally intended to preach. I originally intended to preach uh, 1 Kings chapter 3 and to talk about Solomon and wisdom of problem solving and discernment in that type of way. But God has mandated me to go in a different direction. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 16. I got three verses. It says like this, Then the Pharisees and Sadducees come and tested him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered, this is Jesus, he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. Verse 3. And, and in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. 
A wicked and adulterous generation seek after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign, the prophet Jonah, and he let them, and excuse me, and he left them and departed. I want to talk to you tonight, and this, this really hit me so, so quick. And he says, I want to talk to you from this, this topic. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Go to Luke. Go to Luke. Luke 19. Now, as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. Verse 42, saying, if you had known, even you, especially this day, the things that make for you peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Don't miss it. It started for me early. See, see. I was, I was, there, there, there was a deal that was on the table that got accepted back in October. And normally in real estate, you give it days for you to get title work, making sure that you know uh, the way in which things are going to be financed, right? Either a person is going to be using cash, either they're going to use their cash or a loan. There's different types of loans. There's a FHA loan. There's a conventional loan. There's a hard money loan. That's a, that's a type of cash loan. And so uh, uh, these particular people were saying that they were going to be using a cash loan that made the deal, right? So we made that deal in October until we get to the point of last week now where we're coming up on closing, right, where everybody gets paid. Everybody gets their housing. That's the day I look forward to. Right. Amen. The day of payday. All right. Everybody looks forward to this day. Right. So I'm getting hit with the fact that that is no longer cash, but they're changing it over to a loan, a hard money loan or whatever. Something messed up. They were getting jacked around, stuff like that. And so hearing all of this, I immediately become upset because when anything's affecting your money, you have a problem. Right. So I'm hitting there, and all week long, I'm dealing with, you got sellers that you're dealing with. You're dealing with um, different people that are in, 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 in the equation. And the issue is, is that you have to then get them to agree to extend the time. Because yeah. now your money's on the line. Now you got to figure out where, okay, who are you getting the money from to complete what you already signed upon, Right? The buyer. So here's the deal. The agent is out of the equation right now, the buyer's agent, because she has stuff going on with her family. Right? This is all going to make sense in a second. So she's out of the equation. I'm talking to the buyer itself. And eventually, I got one person. To, he, I got somebody who reached out to me who was working alongside with him. So all of a sudden, come find out this week they ain't working with them no more. So another person out of nowhere contacts me. He says who his name is. Said I'm working with them. And now all of a sudden, things have flipped the script. What originally thought that was going on path to be smooth has now became a bumpy surface. And it seems like what looks promising is now not so promising because now things are in jeopardy. So most of the times when things are in jeopardy, right, 
And when things don't look as right to you and I, when things are not going our way, immediately, such as myself, begin to be concerned. Because I'm thinking about, like, look here, God, this is something that you told me to do. I'm doing this and da 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 Why is it all of this stuff happening at, when it's happening and stuff like that? And so I'm so focused with this. So the man calls me and let me know that they're doing this. And I, 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 all that week I was at Bible study. They was contacting me while I'm trying to teach. And so you got all this stuff going on, right? So you have all this stuff going on, and then with all of that, uh, uh, with all of that, I sat back and, and, you know, God said, didn't I tell you I'm going to take care of you? So things seems to be back on the track of, you know, going to close. Here's the deal that I'm, here's the thing that I'm saying I almost missed. When you are so concerned that when things start looking like it's not going according to plan, then you start to panic such as I did. Not realizing when the scripture says all things work together to those all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called, and who are called according to their purpose. Right. Watch this. You will miss how God will turn something in your favor if it's not looking the way you thought it should go. Here's what I'm saying. Is that. Through the situation, the lady's mom, the lady's family was doing the age. So the agent was out the way. So it opened up the door for me to talk to the buyer. But the buyer ain't the true person. It's the resource that he knows. If you are caught up, listen to me, if you are so caught up with things going wrong, and so focused, because in my mind, I'm so focused on making sure the deal gets right. That I'm not concerned about whoever you using or whatever like that. Because I'm concerned about as long as that thing is cleared and I get my money, I'm fine. I don't care who you are. I'm going to never speak to you in my life. Here's the deal. Here's what I almost missed until I sat down. The person that you came in contact with is known throughout the city for what they do. With that being a contact that then now helps you with your potential investment plans to want to invest in flipping houses your own self. But if you're caught up in what's going bad, you will miss it. God has put me on a mandate, has mandated me and changed my perspective of what growth is going to look like for TCF. Growth, look at, watch this, is not going to be your, is not going to be in what you typically think where growth is all happening at one location. You're going to see in the coming years how you see how TCF grows in multiple places. But if you're looking for it to come one way, you're going to miss it. I'm telling you this because a lot of us, you see things going wrong, but you're not realizing how God has worked in that. And you're currently missing something that's right in front of you. What am I trying to tell you tonight? Go to discernment. That's why you need a spirit of discernment, because when you have discernment, you won't miss. 
when God is moving. One definition. Discernment is the process of making careful distinctions in our thinking about truth. Definition number two that I like. Discernment is the act of perceiving something, a power to what is not evident to the average mind. And this type of discernment is what we call spiritual discernment. Because, what, because this type of discernment goes beyond the human intellect. Or what the average mind thinks. It's the ability to perceive something. Hear me tonight. Here's the issue that Jesus had with the people, had with the Pharisees and Sadducees. In that text of Matthew chapter 16, ladies and gentlemen, you see two different, two different, uh, uh, you see two examples of discernment, right? One, uh, a, a, a person that was full of discernment, and then the other was a people that were, had a lack of discernment. In Matthew chapter 16, you begin to see, ladies and gentlemen, how, how, how the Sadducees and Pharisees came together when they really didn't like each other. But they had a common enemy, which was Jesus, right? They both have different belief systems. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in the supernatural, any of that stuff. They didn't even believe in the Messiah. Pharisees did. So the Pharisees were constantly looking to see when the Messiah would show, right? So here's the deal. The Messiah has arrived, but the Messiah has not arrived in the package in which they think. Even though scripture has depicted Jesus to be who he is, according to the prophets, the Pharisees don't see it that way. See, the Pharisees didn't mind being under any government that would allow them to practice their religion. The Sadducees were more so worried about being influential in government with Rome, right? And the problem was is that this man, Jesus, was messing up business. So what they did was they both came together to try to silence what they seemed to be a threat. Not realizing that this man was who the prophet said he was and is. Here's what I'm saying. Jesus perceived that they came to test him. They wanted signs. And Jesus understood that no matter how many signs they are, Jesus already did many signs at this moment. But they still were not convinced. You know what? A lot of us, including myself, Jesus can do so many signs for us, but you still are not convinced. You still do not believe. And God began to speak to me and say, Brandon, how many more signs do you need? How many more signs? Hear me tonight. How many more signs do you need? I've already, I have already came through in what I said you were going to do. Look at it. Well, listen to me. You've been here for two years, and this year you are above water, and you're not floating. How many more signs do you need? The question I want to ask you tonight is how many more signs do you need that God is who he says he is in your life? The problem that Jesus had with them is their lack of discernment.
They could not perceive something. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't see, they couldn't perceive the truth standing right in front of them. And you are missing it. You know what's going to happen? A lot of people, you can be right in this room. I'm telling you all this stuff to prepare you for 2019 and even to prepare you to finish this year strong and you'll miss it because what you're looking for God, how you're looking for God to bless us or bless you is not in the way that you perceive. They thought that Jesus was going to come in riding on a white horse. They thought in his first coming that he was going to be, that he was coming to establish his kingdom. That's not what Jesus came to do. First of all, he came to, number one, establish the church. Number two, on his second coming, then he's coming to establish his kingdom on the earth. First of all, he came to do one thing. He came to die, restore order, bring in and, and bring reform and bring a whole new system, a whole new way. The kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, is not a place. It is a system. He came to bring the system of the kingdom of heaven here on the earth. Hear me tonight. I'm trying to get through to you is that if you do not listen and if you're not partaking, you are going to miss it. You are going to miss what God is trying to do in your life because it's not looking the way that you see it or what you have thought. And, and here's the deal. God is trying to change your perspective, but you so hold, you so gun, so, so tight with whatever you got in your mind. That whatever in your mind and in your mind is so fixed on something that it got to look this way, that it got to, that, that, oh, if it don't look like it's not God. They had a lack of discernment and they had a lack of discernment right now. I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with the Pharisees and Sadducees right now. I'm not dealing with Jesus and his, him being full of discernment because here's the deal. When you know, when you're full of discernment, you know who's trying to come. You see, see, you know what people try to do to catch you in a trap to try to make you prove yourself. Are you hearing me tonight? Jesus knew what they were trying to do. And guess what Jesus did? He did not give them what they wanted. Some people who want you to come with a response to them, you need to understand that sometimes that could be a trap. And the fact of the matter is Jesus said, I'm not going to give you what you want. See, you can discern all of this stuff, but you can't discern the signs of the times. And what Jesus is saying to them, you can't even discern the time that the Messiah is present. And you want to know why Jesus called them a perverse generation? It's because they were the generation that had Jesus, the Messiah, walking with them. And they did not. And they missed it. And if they would have caught it. If they would have just caught it, they would have seen that Jesus, who is, was, he, he, he is who he said he, he is. They would have never crucified him if they, if they caught it. They would have never seen him as a threat if they caught it. See, they rejected it. He's the chief cornerstone that, the, that they rejected. They rejected because they didn't have discernment. They could not see. You have to have discernment on what God is currently doing in your life. Why is he currently removing people from your life? 
Why is God showing you people's true colors in your life right now? Why is God doing all of that stuff? Because God is trying to say, if you don't handle this and you don't use the discernment that I'm giving you to let you know how people, when they reveal who they sell to you, believe it and then move on because that's going to mess it up and you're going to miss what I'm trying to do in your life because they're going to let them be a distraction to you. Hear what I'm trying to tell you tonight. I'm telling you, TCF, that in the next few months and in these weeks to come, God is going to be doing things that, oh my God, that you do not really have no understanding and clue of. God is going to blow your mind, set you up with stuff, and it's going to seem like it's all happening at one time. But you got to be able to discern in that moment, in that time, that God is trying to get something through to me. Hear me, I'm, I, I, hear me tonight. Jesus looks at them. They had a lack of discernment and they want all of these signs. Jesus said, you can look at the sky, say what that is, but you, the thing right in front of you, you don't even know. Matter of fact, let me tell you something. Some of your blessings are right in front of you, but you're missing it. You asking God to, to open up doors for you and stuff like that. And God has already presented some things right in your right in your vicinity and you're missing it. Oh, my God. Some of you, you praying for relationships and all of that stuff like that. You praying to be in a relationship. You praying for all of that stuff, not realizing that the person that you're praying for is right there and you are missing it. I'm trying to really, I'm trying to talk this thing out to you tonight. You are missing things that God has ordained. And because it don't look the way that you think, you are missing it. Hear me, TCF. Let us not miss what God is doing. God is calling us and put a mandate on our church to change the trajectory of what this, of what church is going to look like in years to come. You in this room hear me tonight. God is calling you to be influencers. Because the way you are going, the way we are going to be effective, hear me tonight. In years to come, and the people of God is they have to see you as an influencer. They got to see people living morally, right, and holy, not based upon man's, man's law, but because of, but, but, but God's law. You have to be able to discern, ladies and gentlemen, having discernment and, and, and put yourself to understand that I need to set myself up and ask God on what I need to be doing and discerning where I currently am in my life and where God wants me to be. Because you're here. God is already over here and God is waiting for you to catch up. Because you're still stuck here. God is already there. The cloud has already moved, but you're stuck here. You're stuck here because you're stuck in fear. 
You stuck in like, well, God, that ain't what I originally intended to do. So what? It ain't what you originally intended to do. Get your tail up and go move. So what? Who cares? Who cares? Well, God, I really, I really wanted to be, you know, da 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 da. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in the lights. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. Who cares? Take it from where it is. God's saying no. Go this way. But you see that as, well, God, you ain't gonna let me have no fun. You know, it's all what you wanna do. And you know what God says? You're absolutely right. God don't care about your feelings. God only cares about one thing. His agenda. And his agenda is way more beneficial than whatever you and I can conjure up in our little minds. But because he's not six foot and over, you're missing it right in front of you. Because you don't have any discernment. The problem, you want to know what the issue is? The issue is the church is lacking the discerning, the signs of the times. And guess what? They, they're lacking discernment. The church is lacking discernment so much so that they couldn't discern when there was a shift happening. And what happened? When the shift came, it happened. Because we were all on our horse. When the shift happened, nobody discerned it. Nobody saw it. And now the church is behind. Oh, we didn't see social media coming. We didn't see technological advances coming. We didn't see all of this happening. And because we didn't see it happening, the church is playing catch up because they didn't, nobody had eyes to see. Don't have no eyes to see. Hear me tonight. I refuse to be a place that don't see the future and don't have eyes to see. And when a shift happens, then we got to move. I refuse to stay the same place in my life. I don't care how successful I'm being. If there's a shift happening, I need to go along with it. Because here's the deal. If you discern what's going on, see, here's the deal. Many times when God is telling you to do something, and you discern in the shift that needs to happen in your life. A lot of people are going to look at you like you're crazy. Because you know what? It don't comprehend. It's not, it's not evident to their average mind. This discernment can only be obtained through the Holy Spirit. Hear me tonight. It can only be obtained through the Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 and 10. I'm coming to a close. Hear me tonight. For this reason also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I'm praying that you be filled with this knowledge. How do you be filled with it through the Holy Spirit? Because it's only when you're filled with the knowledge of, of his will, then that you can walk worthy of the Lord, pleasing him, being fruitful. Here's my deal tonight. You are going to miss it. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because they missed it. 
There are so many things, I promise you, if some of us look back over their lives, there are certain things you wish you got another opportunity with. Because you missed the sign of the time. I don't want you to miss this moment. You see that these moments right here, they're special. Because guess what? We ain't getting these days back. Because if you discern where we're headed, you will know I better take advantage of this time now. Because the tide is changing. God is promoting you and you don't because you see, here's the deal. You can see, I could see that situation on, on this past week and see it as, well, it was a little thing. Little things are big things to God. What you see as a little connection would be a big connection. <laughs> the little moves, the little puzzle pieces that come together are not really little. They're actually big. But you have to perceive that. Here's the deal tonight. If you do not have the discernment to understand this, you're going to treat it minor and not treating it as a major blessing. We treat small blessings to me. Oh, this is a small blessing. No, it's a really major blessing. There is no such thing as a small blessing. You want to know why? Because everything God does, he does it big. There ain't nothing small. Him putting a person in your life is not small. It's big. Him doing him, him, him orchestrating you and putting and, and, and opening up a door that's going to lead to something else is a big deal. But if you're so worried about, you know, God, I think we should go this way because that's going to bring me. Not everything that's supposedly going to bring you more money is the best idea. You have to have discernment on what you're going to take. Because not every door is a door. Every, every, good, every door that looks like a great opportunity does not mean it's the right opportunity. That's why you need the discernment to say, because everybody, we get so green eyed. Oh, yes. I would skip around, but I'm sore from working out. Listen. So <laughs> that's why I've been standing in one little position here. Amen. <laughs> So listen. Here. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. You so busy, you so busy thinking that that and, and, it's, and that necessarily is not the case. Because sometimes you'll take bigger position, but your job might be in more jeopardy because you don't know the stability of the business. You need discernment. I'm telling you now, you want to have a successful rest of your end of the year? Why don't you discern who's around you? I don't know why I keep bringing this around, because a lot of us are around folk. I'm telling you, if you get rid of them, your 2019 will be prosperous. Get rid of them. Not only people, but the things that you're not supposed to have your hands to do anymore, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Set it in order because you're going to miss it. What is the it? The move of God. I do not want us. I don't want, I don't, I, I really do not want, I'm, I'm really closing. I really don't want us 
to have some people in our church prospering and some people are not. I, my prayer is that all of us will be elevating. But it ain't my fault if you don't. Hear me tonight. It's your fault. Because the Bible going to work for me. And not because I'm preaching it, because a lot of preachers preach stuff that they don't have a conviction of. Everything I tell you, I have a conviction of. It's not something I'm making up out of my head. It's something that I preach with conviction. I'm sure about my faith. I am sure about this one thing, that he that begun a good work in me shall perform it until the day of Christ. And he will perform it in my life, but he needs somebody to do it in. And I refuse to miss God, you miss out on the opportunity for God to use me. You should, you shouldn't, oh my God, you should not want to miss out on the opportunity of God wanting to use you. Let me tell you something, if you, to be used by God is one of the greatest blessings that you'll ever experience in your life. Your fear, your you being intimidated, all of that stuff like that. Let me tell you something. It is, let me tell you something. It, you got to lay that to the side. That's all right. Have fear along the way and have more courage than fear. And just keep on walking. That's what you need. You need the discernment. Jesus is looking at them. Because the Pharisees and Sadducees, the Messiah is right there. Some of you don't even discern when Jesus is right there in the situation. I almost really missed it. Didn't see it until I sat and thought about it like, you know, God, wow. You actually shortened my time because some people have asked me, do you know any hard money loan people? And I finally met one that is solid. that can take and, and that can help me and teach me how to go about doing what you do. But if you don't see it, you will miss it. TCF, hear me. Don't miss it. Don't miss the move of God. Here's the other thing. I'm closing. Here's the other thing. Don't miss the move of God. by chasing what God did then. Yes, God moved in your life that type of way then. You're expecting him to do the same, to do it in the same manner that he did the last time. But you're chasing, you're chasing that and God wants to do a whole new thing in your life. You know what the problem with a lot of these new movements coming up now? A lot of these new movements that are, that are springing up. It's like a lot of these movements are trying to chase ghosts. They're trying to chase the God that moved in tent. The same experiences. We're trying to chase what happened on an Azusa street. Not understanding and discerning that those were two different cultures in two different time periods. Yeah. Revival is not going to look like that. As a matter of fact, God is not doing revival. There is no re God is bringing a reform. The last great move of God before he comes back is going to be a reformation.
God is about to reform things because guess what? If you don't discern the signs of the times, a lot of our patriarchs in ministry are deceasing. And God is calling a new regime. And let me tell you something, I'm very concerned of what it looks like. Because we don't got people discerning the time. But God is saying, my servant Moses is dying. Moseses are dying. Great leaders of movements are passing away. I'm telling you now, there is a new regime that God is calling and raising up. If you don't pay attention to it, it's happening right in front of our eyes. And God is saying, okay, the ball is in our court now. God is taking away the crutches, the training wheels of our fathers and saying, it's in your court now. The question is what you're going to do with it. You can't blame your parents. <laughs> All you got is yourself. But if you do not discern, you will miss what God is doing. It is your turn. But are you ready? You're not next. You are now. But I'm afraid that the now is not ready. Stand your feet. Lift your hands to heaven. This message tonight, this, this message tonight was one of these messages to put you on alert. I'm telling you the truth tonight. God has, God has been speaking to me and ministering to me about this thing because it is not going to look like what you think it is. Jesus is right here in the midst of us. There has never been a Sunday when Jesus never shows up. He sits here. Here's the deal. Here's what I'm saying. Let us not miss the opportunity to take advantage of what God is trying to do in our lives. He's right here. You don't need another sign. What you need is the strength and the courage to go about it. Say, Lord, give me spiritual eyes in the name of Jesus to see what you are doing. God, give me spiritual ears to hear what you are doing in the name of Jesus. Put up Psalm 119, Daniels. Put up Psalm 119. Say this with me tonight. Say, I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Come on, put your hands together tonight. Come on, we need discernment tonight. We need discernment. We need to see where we're going. We're going to the future tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, if you're not saved tonight, I offer you Jesus Christ.